This is Jade Robran. Good afternoon, 25 minutes to 2 o'clock. Now, we are giving away some tickets to James Bond film, No Time to Die. Now, the wonderful group at Jodie Lee Foundation are hosting a charity night at Capri Theatre on Thursday the 25th of November from 6 to 11pm. Tickets are 25 bucks, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Jodie Lee Foundation. And if you call us, one of our lucky callers will win tickets to see that today. It may be in this next segment, our state. It's time to talk about our wonderful state and the history of our state. Now, the History Trust of South Australia is celebrating 40 of our... They're turning 40. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. So they're celebrating 40 years of our great state, championing our stories, safekeeping our treasures and preserving our history. Now, the History Trust looks after the Migration Museum, the National Motor Museum and the South Australian Maritime Museum and they also manage the Centre of Democracy. Now, to celebrate the big 4-0, the History Trust launched a digital platform so that everyone can see the state history collection. Now, to tell us more... We're joined by Greg Mackey, who is the CEO of the History Trust of South Australia, and also Paul Rees, who is the director of the National Motor Museum and the SA Maritime Museum. Gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Jade. Hello, Jade. You sound very, very busy. That's a very big portfolio to be looking after. And happy 40 years. Thank you very much. We're, we're very, very proud uh, to be, at this point in our history, the custodians and stewards of the organisation whose job under uh, legislation is to uh, protect uh, and interpret and to share South Australia's history. And what a fantastic history we do have. Now, this year, we just mentioned, you are celebrating 40 years. How did the trust come about? And what was happening in 1981 that made SA history so important? Well, glad you asked. In the <laughs> late 1970s, I'm sure that for the government of the day, the uh, um Tonkin government and for the Labor opposition, there was an awareness that in 1986, coming forward, mm. uh, was would be our sesquicentenary, 150 years since the European uh, first European colonisation yeah. of uh, the country, this part of the country we now call South Australia, and we uh, our our forebears. Uh, decided that uh, we needed um, a, an additional organisation. We already had well-established the Art Gallery of South Australia, the South Australian Museum, the State Library of South Australia, but that there was no organisation whose primary purpose was to um, ad advance the telling and sharing of the stories of South Australia and the collection of objects that relate to that. And in the last 40 years, we've grown that state history collection to some 44,000 uh, individual objects that, that speak to uh, speak to that story. I find the collection of objects, I mean, we could talk about that all day because a lot of them come in from the generosity of South Australians and I, I guess, you know, you're forever looking for them as well, aren't you? They come from the most incredible corners of, of our state. South Australians are incredibly generous and probably almost in our DNA is a tendency to want to collect things, mm. whether it's 
uh, motor vehicles, you know, whether it's um, just domestic objects. Um, we, we, we love our collections um, from stamps as children and coins right the way through to weapons and, uh, of course, um, other you know, precious and mm, uh, indigenous artefacts. Uh, look, ab- absolutely. And so... Uh, we, uh, our collection has been built on the generosity of um, individual citizens donating objects. We have a set of policies that guide uh, our acquisitions of, of objects. Otherwise, of course, we'd run out of warehouse space mm. very, very quickly. Uh, and um, over 90% of our state history collection does sit in storage. And one of the things that we're very excited to be a partner in uh, at the moment is a, the project that the Premier, Premier Marshall has uh, um, committed to, to build a new collection store for the state's collecting institutions so that our collections will be better and more safely kept for posterity. Oh, brilliant. And will the public be able to view that? The public uh, will have uh, over time increasing digital access so yes. that we'll be able to go onto websites and find more information about more of the objects that the state's collecting institutions hold in trust for future generations. Absolutely. If you are sitting at home or in the office or driving in your car and you're thinking, oh, hang on a moment, I was cleaning out the garage the other day and I've come across something that I think may just uh, tickle the fancy of these two gentlemen, then call in and and let us know because Greg and Paul are more than happy to take your calls, 8223 0000. And if you've got any questions on any of the museums or the 50 year sorry 40 year history then uh, yeah give us a buzz 8223 0000 i wanted to ask you greg do you think uh, south aussies know enough about our state's history we can never know too much mm, nice and, yeah that's and true i believe that since the uh, the development of the national curriculum that mm-hmm. guides all of the the learning frameworks for primary and secondary schooling in in Australia, whether it's public schools, private schools, Catholic education system, we have uh, probably over this last generation lost a little bit of that um, that knowledge about South Australia and its own unique history. So we play a part in working with the Department for Education and in the development of online resources for Mm -hmm. teachers and for students so that we can be fulfilling the requirements of the national curriculum but uh, increasingly our objective is to uh, be able to provide teachers with South Australian related stories that mean something to um, us as locals. And I guess, Paul, a difficult one is, and so important, is, you know, keeping experiences and the museum and their attractions fresh and exciting for people to come back and revisit and to keep learning. How do you do that? Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's an ongoing process. And um, one of the key things for me that I see happening at the museums is the team. The teams at the museum keep the museum fresh, and they they try to identify when uh, when a visitor comes through the door what their interest is. Um, mm. A lot of the time, the visitor will have something of interest, normally on their phone that they would like to share as well. And so, if the if the time permits, we'll we'll share a few stories before the even the visit begins. But keeping the museums fresh is always um, is always a challenge. But the we meet the we meet that challenge with with technology embracing technology where and when we can you know so that the 
the museum visitor can the, can the experience can be enhanced by simply the thing that you carry around in your pocket the phone you know the, who would have known that qr codes would have been so um, popular yeah. all of a sudden so we're going to make more advantage of that because uh, qr codes can actually expand the knowledge base of the object that sits in front of the visitor you know because it can be it can be just a a plate of information that's restricted by the, the size of the board that it's on well but that's exactly people right can go further with their with the technology that's around so it's a you know that's one of the things that we keep up to date with as much as we can is is the technological improvements and on the back of covid and so many of us have learned and it's been drilled into us now qr codes qr codes we realize and we're learning very quickly that exactly like you said it's not just about checking in but now that we're so used to it to be able to have them there to download a whole you know page of information is priceless so in actual fact this is a uh, i guess silver lining from covid for for you guys yeah absolutely and one of the really interesting things we'd love to explore more is the is the um, is i guess is the word bespoke is making sure the experience is mm. interesting for you know so different generations have different interest levels you know there might be a young a young person along with a with a grandparent who's who's visiting and the grandparent might be really interested in sort of the the sort of the the nerdy facts and figures mm. of things but the young person with them might have a different interest and there there might be ways of entering into the story of the object for each and every one of us if we can find different avenues for it and that's what technology does it opens it up for people to be able to travel into the into the story of the object I want to ask you about the Motor Museum. The National Motor Museum has a long, long history before it was part of the History Trust. How mm. did it come about and why is South Australia such a good location <laughs> for these classic historic oh, vehicles? Great questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. The, Na the, the National Motor Museum um, started in 1965 and it was... It was called the Birdwood Pioneer and Art Museum I in remember. 1965. Yeah. It, if you opened the museum like it was then now, you would probably call it the Museum of Curiosities because the, the, the collection was driven by, we, excuse the pun for the National Motor Museum, driven by, but it was actually, it was driven by the enthusiastic and, and slightly eccentric um, tastes of the founders mm. who were two local Birdwood residents. And... Um, over time, it it uh, it had a, a slight motoring theme to it because these two people were um, motorbike enthusiasts. It then changed hands in the early 70s and went to a, a consortium of enthusiasts who saw the potential for a, a motoring-focused museum, and it became a bit more like that. And then in the mid-70s, um, the enlightened Don Dunstan stepped in and... Um, took it over where the government took it over yeah. and then in the 80s it became the national motor museum so it's it's got a pot, lovely potted history to it and at the actual national motor museum inside the uh, old flour mill building we have got the history of the mill building itself yes. and so they, therefore the history of the museum and one of the things though is that it's had many names and but it's never been called its most popular name which is the old mill People come, get, you know, people still Isn't say, where are you funny? going? Where are you going on a weekend? We're going to the old bit. And they just know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what <laughs> sticks, isn't it? Yes. We're going to take a very short break, but we'll continue our chat about our state and its history straight afterwards. Port Adelaide Royalty. Treadway! Second chance! Go! Warren Treadway talks footy with Rowie each Friday night. 
Thanks to McDonald's, we're loving every goal. Macca's SA is the home of footy and the awesome My Macca's app. Did you know shingles is caused by the reactivation of the chickenpox virus? And if you're over 50, you may already have the virus in your body. Find out more from your doctor and visit noshingles.com.au. Sponsored by GSK Australia, Melbourne. If you thought a good house inspector was hard to find, we'll take a look at House Inspect Australia. Mike Pearl and his team are Australia's most qualified house inspectors. Mike's very passionate about helping find cures to rare diseases by supporting the Rare Find Foundation. So he has dedicated the rest of this ad to them. The Rare Find Foundation helps improve the lives of people affected by rare diseases and supports their families and carers too. Learn more about the organisation or make a donation at rarefindfoundation.org. Baths. They come in dozens of styles, but it's not a proper bath unless it covers your toes, knees and boot. Uh, chest. If you're planning your dream bathroom and what you want isn't on your selections list, ask for ABK Supplies, Adelaide Bathroom and Kitchen Supplies. As a local independent specialist, ABK Supplies has a large range of brands, not just the ones your builder is stuck with. Ask for ABK Supplies. Go to abksupplies.com.au or see the showroom at Lower North East Road opposite Dernicourt Village. Living with a constant low-level noise can have serious impacts on sleep and well-being. But the brain can be taught to isolate the noise and ignore it. The Tinnitus Treatment Phone app can help train your mind while you sleep. Developed in Adelaide by ENT specialist Dr JC Hodge, studies show that 75% of patients hear an improvement in their tinnitus within the first six weeks of treatment. Search Tinnitus Treatment in your app store and sleep away tinnitus. Who can fix the shower? Service today. Who can fix the power? Service today. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. From emergency plumbing to electrical and heating and cooling, no matter what size job you need, at Service Today, the answer will always be yes, we can. It's Service Today guaranteed or it's free. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service Today. Look out for our bright yellow trucks. Hello. I'm Lynn Andrews. For over 50 years, we have specialised in commercial and residential property management. But above all, we specialise in people, helping to make life easy for property investors and the tenants of their properties. Everyone is treated with integrity and respect. That's the Lynn Andrews way. For commercial and residential property management, we are here to help. Visit lynnandrews.com.au Bob Burns Blinds, sensational spring sale. Sensational deals on exterior and interior blinds. Great prices on Invisigard security doors and motorisation. Visit us today for your free measure and quote. Bob Burns Blinds, made local, made to last. Glenelg BMW is now open for all your servicing needs. With next day service and complimentary loan vehicles available, maintaining your BMW is easy. Bring your existing BMW service inclusive package and book your next service at Glenelg BMW. It's Value the Australian Way this Christmas at Coles with half price on selected box chocolates like Cadbury Choc-Coated Fruit and Nut Jar 280 to 340 gram or Mars Celebrations 320 gram only at Coles. Offer ends Tuesday while stocks last. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. This is Jade Robran. 
Yes, good afternoon. It is 10 minutes to 2 o'clock and we've been talking about the History Trust of South Australia. It turned the big 4-0 this year and joining me in studio is Greg Mackey, who is the CEO of the History Trust of SA and Paul Rees, the Director of the National Motor Museum and the SA Maritime Museum. And Paul, we were just chatting about the museum, the car museum. I'd love to ask you why SA has got so many historical vehicles. There's so many on our roads. It's beautiful. It is, and um, we, we're we're well known for um, having the large you know, per capita, the largest um, collection of of um, citizen owned historic vehicles in in Australia, and um, we have a very strong club network that supports a lot of those activities that everyone sees on weekends and yeah. pretty much if you're in the know you can find a group of um of vehicle enthusiasts who have driven from one point to another point and have stopped along the way somewhere and you'll, you'll happen upon them but uh luckily for us we've got um the beta bird every year which is a sort of high point of the citizen collector Absolutely vehicle it is. events and we have it in south australia and it's uh, one of the world's great historic motoring events mm. and that attracts you know anything up to 1750 vehicles every year to to participate but there's a but it doesn't it comes from the citizen collector who mm. um own these vehicles and love them and uh, like to uh, parade them and show them off, as well as the social aspect of of being uh, part of a, a group of enthusiasts who love a particular vehicle, usually a mark or of some kind. And it doesn't have to be an expensive vehicle; it doesn't have to be the flashy ones. It, there's a there's a lot of enthusiasts who, um, you know, would would you might say that uh, we're attracted to the runts of the litter, the odd, <laughs> the odd vehicle here and there you know the more ordinary the better sometimes oh well i love that because i think there's a bit of a you know preconceived idea that oh it's got to be this really expensive you know porsche or old jag or something like that but to hear that it really doesn't have to be it just has to be an old classic and it's a fantastic way to make friends you cruise along you know up to sterling on a weekend or a little bit further on and you're often passed on the freeway by up to 10, 20, and you think, gosh, that's beautiful. And I love that everyone gets in costume too. Oh, yes. And that's, that is going the extra mile. I think that's extra points for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, museums, I don't know, they can be seen as, as fussy, quiet places. How does the History Trust bring your collections and museums to life? Well, you know, how I, I would dispute it, Jade. I don't think they are fussy, quiet places. All you've got to do is visit the museums on mm. on a day when the school visit is in and you will know <laughs> <laughs> that they're not fussy and quiet. Definitely it's, not um, quiet on the school No, absolutely, visit. no. And in fact, you know, what? this is another another part of the proof to that is that we're actually running new uh, programs now for, um, uh, in, you know, normally earlier or later in the day where we have an hour where we will actually turn the volume of the museums down for people who appreciate and can appreciate the um, the museum in quieter moments as well, mm. especially for some with um, with um, disabilities that are, uh, that yeah. would, that would sensory. enhance, yeah, sensory. So yeah. they actually called sensory sessions, and so yeah, that that actually proves that they're not quiet and fussy places. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, the History Trust isn't just about museums either, is it? What are some of the activities that the trust is involved with? Um, probably the one that um, most south australians have at least some awareness of is our annual history festival um it started 17 or so years ago and it was only went for a week it was called history week and 
it uh, very quickly grew in popularity and was extended to be a month long and took the name History Festival and the whole month of May every year is dedicated to history and across the state in hundreds the last couple of years six seven hundred odd uh, individual events mm. across right the way across from regional and remote south australia through to metropolitan adelaide and of course in the in the heart of the city as well um these like the adelaide fringe it's it's um open platform and if if you're an enthusiast or if you're part of a group of enthusiasts or you've got a little local community museum or a little historical society that uh, has something to share with with others, uh, you can register um, an event. It's a very modest registration fee. So it's like the fringe uh, yeah. uh, is for the arts, yeah. um, uh, and uh, be part of the history festival. That that's a very very big thing. Um, Paul just mentioned about the Beta Birdwood and and how how hugely uh, popular that is uh, as as a signature event. We also present a, a lecture series throughout the year called Talking History. Obviously, COVID meant we had to pivot is the vogue word to use to move from live events to streamed events uh, on the internet we have um, uh, a range of, of events the migration museum has a foundation that uh, raises money to support the work of the migration museum we recently concluded a, a program that's been running for 20 years called settlement square um, where donors uh, who, who who make a gift to the foundation are able to have their family name and the dates that they came to South Australia inscribed on a paver, and that forms a, a, a fabulous mosaic well, in cool. the in the courtyard of the Migration yeah. Museum. We've raised nearly a million dollars wow. through that, and of course, a bit of, I guess a related question, given that museums are. are, are they don't run themselves for free. No, um, they do not. We 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 rely um, in large part on the generosity of the South Australian government. Uh, we receive an annual grant as a statutory authority, and we also rely incredibly on the generosity of our volunteers. Most years, we have around 150 to 180 individual volunteers who have an interest in one or other parts of of our of our public offering. And we uh, we also uh, raise money, mm. and we accept uh, gifts. Um, one of the gifts that uh, came just to go back to the Motor Museum, um, a, a long-time volunteer, George Brooks. Um, mm. When he died, he he left a, 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 a substantial sum of money to the History Trust for the Motor Museum right. to uh, go toward keeping the library of motoring manuals and, and motoring history books um, growing yes. and, and it is one of the in fact it is probably the southern hemisphere's most significant collection of motoring publications isn't that fabulous is. and in south australia most people wouldn't know about it that yeah. is fabulous and made possible because someone out there is really generous but in his time you you know you gave to him so much and so many experiences i've got an interesting uh, text that's come through from ian in the eastern states everyone is scared to show their cars because of the theft but in sa because of such a strong club membership everyone knows exactly who owns those cars and <laughs> and they don't go anywhere near them and i guess that's you know somewhat true in that you know you guys are nodding your heads well yes. yeah everyone knows everybody and what 
car belongs to what club and what person. Mm. That's pretty special. I'm not talking about the theft side of things, no. but to know yeah. it shows the closeness of of the people involved in these vehicles. Every now and then, when there is a a, a vehicle does get taken, mm. um, I, I notice um, our social media and other clubs' social media just goes into action. Mm. And it's usually Finds a very way helpful home. way of finding the, the vehicle. It, because the, ve- the vehicles are so special, they stand out most uh, most of the time too. And um, yeah, like the, the, the person on the text line has said, the, the, the citizen collectors um, will know and rally behind and will ha- assist to locate that vehicle. Yeah, we have had a few. We, we we took one into the museum actually because the um the the family were much uh, were, were scared about ha- having the vehicle um uh retaken uh restolen. So we 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 housed it for about a month and and that, that was part of the Beta Bird or oh, about 4 years ago I think. It was a Monaro. It was a lovely vehicle. Oh, they're yeah. very popular at the yes, moment. They are. Haven't yes. classic cars gone up in price? Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and Paul, thank you very much for joining the program. Great pleasure. Thank you, Jade. And coming up afterwards, we are going to take all your pet questions. We've got Dr. Derek McNair in the studio. So if you've got any questions you'd like to ask him, you can email us in on air at 5AA.com.au or give us a buzz, 8223 0000.